All right, we're recording just just so you know. Chickity check. Microphone check. Sorry, I can't bump the font size on this. I can't remember it. I can see. All right. All right, good. You'll have to lead us then. For the episode 11, Most, Most Valuable, valuable podcast. podcast. Welcome back. Making the Cut with Corbin Trev, episode 11. We're stoked to have you here. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, it's been probably close to a month. Almost a month, it's Almost yeah. a month. Hopefully, we get one more of these in before yeah. the end of the year. We Maybe we'll do will. a holiday special. We'll do a holiday special. I got like probably 10 days off in a row Ooh. towards the end of the month because I'm taking like five days off to make sure that I don't work for like two weeks. Good for you, man. A little reset, you know? Yeah. Save that vacay. Because if you, year. you know, they say if you, um, if you don't use it, you lose it. They say that, man. Yeah. They, they say that. And I think that that applies to more than one thing in life. But um, yes, it does. In this case, yeah, I'm just not going to lose my vacation time. So, yeah. One of those nights being a uh, final podcast of 2019. Yeah, we'll ring in the 2020. It'll be we'll have we'll have a lot wrapped up. We'll have the UFC league will be wrapped up. We'll yeah. talk about the last oh, card of the year, which is an amazing card. Huge we'll, card. We'll have some ho- maybe we could time it. We've talked about it all year, but maybe we could time it with like the Clippers in LA or something and like actually watch an event and do a podcast oh, yeah. right before, or during or after. Yeah, that'd be <clears> sweet. But that'll be 12 it's just the voices talking to you. <laughs> it's my mind. Telling you me. no, <laughs> but your body, your body's telling you yeah. I like, damn, that was that was pretty good, Trev. <laughs> I um, I don't know if we. I talked don't want to hurt nobody. <laughs> cheers. I'm man. gonna drink this beer. Instead. Yeah, cheers. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, this is the 11th episode that we can get 12, and then we've averaged one a month. I think that's a solid first year. It's been a, almost a full year, I know, man. it's crazy to think about that. It, like like a year ago, we figures. were like, well, you're, I guess, probably like technically almost 14 months ago, we started having this conversation that we were going to do this. Yep. And then it came to fruition as of January. Of 2019. Yeah, the hour. plan was to yeah. wait, wait a little bit, and let's kick, kick it, it off, with the kick new it year. off with the new year, which was, I think, smart. And yep. now we're like almost a year into it, or at least have, you know, by the end of this this month, we'll probably have 12 ep- episodes under our belt. Which is, I'm sure we'd love to have more, but the fact that we were able to do that in one year's time and how fast it flew by is crazy yeah. to me. And how, how long it would feel in between episodes. Like we, we would go, sometimes they would go like five weeks or whatever. And it was just like, a lot has changed. Yeah. A lot has happened. and So much has changed. But it didn't, I don't know. You just, time moves quick on you and you just can't, you, you can't really measure it in yeah. the moment. But yeah, totally. What's, uh, what's new, man? You want to start? Or I'll, sure. I, yeah, yeah, no, I'll, I'll start. Um, gosh, what is new? Oh, so. With some leftover wedding money, well, gift cards, I should say, and some gift cards that my wife had from like work stuff, uh, we bought a pellet grill. Oh, yeah. Really? So I've been, I've been smoking some sort of. Oh, you meat. can smoke with that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's like a trigger, but I I bought a Green Mountain grill. Okay. 
it's awesome. It's it's pretty cool. It's called the Davy Crockett, which is like their portable version. So it's nice because it can be like my at home. It has enough grill space with what I purchased it with because I got an extra rack for it that it can be like my at home smoker, but I can also like take it down super easy, put it in the back of my car and like take it up camping. That's legit. Yeah. So it uh, operates off of wood pellets. Um, so I've got, I bought a couple of big bags. I bought mesquite and applewood. Oh, because you can get the, that, that'll actually change. The- yeah, it'll, it changes the flavors and certain flavors work with meats better than others. So I started doing that a few weeks ago and I'm absolutely hooked. I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos. And get like, the new tool and it's yeah, just like, let's figure everything let's out. Let's figure everything out. And so the first, first um, weekend I got it, I did uh, a rack of ribs, St. Louis ribs on it. And I learned from, they actually turned out pretty well, but I learned from my mistake. I kind of, I got a little overeager and pulled them a little too early. And then I was like, well, they're edible, but not the way like up to barbecue standards, I guess. Okay. Like, Apparently, like the, the 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 test of like a true rib is not if it just falls off, like completely falls apart on you. It's if you can bite into it and see exactly where your bite mark was. Oh. And, if, and if if you didn't have to like pull really hard off of the rib at all, like really work to get that piece of meat off of it, just you could bite down on it, pull away from the rib, and you could still see your bite mark where it is. That's the true test of like you did a a, a good job of getting ribs done. So what I, I smoked them for like five hours, but then I had to put them, I pulled them a little too early and I realized that when I was like cutting into them, I'm like, uh, I think I'm going to wrap these and then just toss them in the oven and cook them for another like 45 minutes to an hour. And that was like perfect. So oh, nice. So it turned so out it, good. It turned out good, but like I, I would have much rather left them on the smoker for like a little longer and got some more smoke into them. You know, the flavor was still you amazing, got antsy but, yeah, on it. I got a little antsy on it. Most recently, uh, for Thanksgiving, I did a bacon wrapped pork loin, Ooh, which was phenomenal. I mean, anytime you get bacon involved in smoked meats, it's pretty awesome. So yeah, but pork loin, it was, it was good. It was good. So we've been, I've been kind of busy, like just sort of getting into that. I'm smoking some chicken for my wife this weekend so that it's like meal prep oh. so i'm gonna smoke a bunch of chicken breasts and she's just gonna use it for like her salads and like meals for the week for lunch and stuff so that's legit it's, it's pretty sweet man yeah like i'm i'm enjoying it it's fun doing something kind of different like every weekend with it and if you're using it every weekend it's like super worth it well and, and we're kind of reaching that age where it's like you probably learn how to manage a grill and yeah. so yeah now you're now you want to look for a new way to prepare a new method or whatever and that's you got to get some new equipment for that and that's that's a cool that's a cool avenue is smoking because it's, it's awesome my my one my boss one of my bosses he flipping smokes everything and he's constantly talking about it mm-hmm. and he's brought in stuff and it's like it's so good yeah and that would be a good that'd be a good next step if you man your barbecue well. A smoker would be the like the ticket. Totally, dude. And that's cool. You can take it camping. And yeah, it's pretty rad. I I watched a video today on like how to make my own beef jerky. So that was yeah jerky. Yeah yeah. yeah. So that's what he brings in a uh, deer jerky. Yeah, and, and it's like so can good. Have some more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So yeah, I've been busy with that. Obviously, you know, 
work's been going well. This this is a high high sales time of the year, so I'm heading to um, the south next week for some for some team meetings. So, sorry, medium golf selling golf. Yeah, I work in, in the, the I work in the I yeah I work in the golf industry. We'll put it that way. But why is it? Why is now the busy season? Wouldn't well the life because are uh, to be the busy season. You, yeah, you would think that, but this is the hot. This is the time where golf courses make a lot of decisions on what they're going to be using next year. Oh, and so that's kind of like where I come in. Oh, okay. Um, so, so it's the planning phase of the yeah, year. Yeah, planning phase of the year, and then introducing new stuff. Correct. Okay. Gotcha. Correct. Okay. Correct. So, the, yeah. uh, all right, all right. Yeah. That's so cool. that's that's been good. I just bought a snowboard. Yeah, that's right, man. Yeah, yeah. So eBay, man. I'm eBay. telling you, dude. I, I, I rediscovered eBay and its power. Um, <laughs> it's it's amazing. You know, I I I'm pretty thrifty when it comes to like, hey, if I want something, maybe I'll check out like Facebook Marketplace or maybe I'll look on Craigslist. You know, like I'm all about like if it's lightly used, like I will for a fair price, yeah, I will make an investment in that. If I think it's trash, absolutely not. But I found this awesome snowboard on eBay for like a hundred dollars, and I'm like, eh, I'm just gonna bid on it. You know, I didn't think I was gonna win, and then I did. Now, and, and you know, eBay, they're like, if you you bid on this and you win, you're obligated to pay it. So it's like, but like I knew kind of like, yeah, for a hundred dollars, it's lightly used. It's a model within the last two or three years of where we are right now. Why wouldn't I, you know? And then um, I I found a sweet deal on some bindings for a hundred bucks. So I'm into the thing for. T- I already had my boots still from years ago, still fit. They were like brand new at the time. So I've maybe worn those up to a mountain once or twice. Still have the helmet. Oh, nice. Um, that's the one thing I wish I would have kept. Still have uh, my snowboard jacket. Still fits. Nice. Uh, Ten years later. That's hilarious, dude. <laughs> and it wasn't like I didn't use that up at the mountain very often. The only thing that I need is pants and goggles and gloves. And a couple of those were like, I asked my sister, hey, if you're going to give me a Christmas present, get me some like cheap gloves or goggles, you know, or something like that. There you so, go. I, so it's coming together, man. Like, I'm, I'm excited. I was just talking to a buddy about how we're uh, planning to go up here. On one of those like ten days that I have yeah. off. Yeah, hopefully yeah. we get some snow by yeah. then. It's well, it's supposed to start dumping here this next week. Up Is in it? the mountains. In least. the mountains, yeah. it will. Okay. I did see that the valleys are supposed to get like three or four days of snow next week. So interesting. It, it keeps saying that, and you're like, today's the day. You look outside, like we were at jujitsu on Wednesday or Thursday, and we looked outside, and it was like, dude, that looks like it's gonna snow all day today. Yeah. And then it didn't, and it was like, yeah. all right. So it's in the high 30s right now, so that's all right. Yeah. That's cool, man. eBay is the ticket sometimes. Yeah. And to flip in, <clears throat> to get like an expensive hobby like that, be able to get the most expensive piece mm-hmm. for cheaper than all the clothes you would yeah, need. Yeah, because that, like, that, I looked it up, like, brand new, that would have been like a 300 to $350 board, brand new. So it's like, okay, it's been used once. There's nothing wrong with it. I got it today. I looked at it. I was like, man, there literally is nothing wrong with this. Like, except for like one slight 
slight little scuff on the side that you can barely even see. Well, and you're going to add like 10 of those in the first time. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? You know? Yeah. Like, it's like, I'm the one who's going to be messing this thing up, Mm -hmm. not the person that had it before me. Yeah. No, that's good. Speaking of messing things up, I went steelhead fishing with the guys for the first time with my new, like, spay rod a couple weekends ago down Uh at the Snake River. Oh, nice. Nice. I love the snake. It's sweet. It is sweet down there. And I got I, I got a pretty awesome photo that I have to share with you later. But For sure. Didn't catch any fish. Well, Steve did because he's a legendary. Because Reese is the, Reese is the he fish. He just slays. He just slays. So, he just anyways. slays the fish, bruh. Um, Way to go, Steve. My very first time taking my spare rod out. And I, I'm, I'm walking, you know, I'm through the water in probably like maybe less than a foot of water. And then I'm like on this rock. It's a really rocky area on the banks down there. And I step up onto this rock and I slip and fall. And my oh, man. rod tip breaks off. Oh, no. First time, dude. I was so pissed off. And I had to send it. I had a, luckily it's under warranty or like, you know, I didn't have to replace the entire rod. Like, they but I had, to pay, I had to pay like 50 bucks just to replace the tip. <sighs> Yeah, the the tip, the last tip section of it. So that was a piss off, but it was still a good time. I got, I got to learn like the whole technique of spay fishing, which is a little more difficult than regular fly fishing because it's you, you know you got two hands involved now, whipping this big like twelve to thirteen foot pole around, and oh. uh, it's got a shooting head and everything. And so there's a there's a technique. To, your dad would know all about it. Okay. Um. But anyways. Yeah. Uh, by the end of the day, I kind of felt a little more comfortable with like you know the, the 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 movements of what it's supposed to look like. I definitely didn't master them by the end of the day, but I I was getting it out there in the middle of the river, whereas the first part of the day was like I had well I broke my rod and then I had to use Drew's rod for the rest of the day and that was like okay I'm used to swinging this thing and now this is a little more like this has a little this more way. like action to it so i thought i'd just share that because like i definitely f***ed up my rod and um <laughs> i mean i'm not, i'm sorry to laugh at your demise but it's the way you said it <laughs> i definitely <laughs> f***ed up my rod i didn't even realize that until you said it yeah <laughs> that's uh, hilarious so what's been new with you man i just <clears throat> rambled for a no it's was all that, good is that 30 minutes right there no we're what? not even past 15 or we just passed 15 and uh, what what is new with me? I got my stripe. I got my first stripes on my white belt for jujitsu. So last, did we episode. talk about this last time? You like didn't bring your your belt when you were supposed to get your first stripe. Well, I don't know if I was going to. But... Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody <laughs> got a stripe that day, buddy. You're no, not, you're no, gonna no. be the one guy that doesn't. No, no. What happened was, uh, two people got belted with colors. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And then. I don't know. I don't. I haven't been there long enough to know how Jesse does it. All Jesse says is that it takes forever for him to belt you. <laughs> okay, that's fair. But found out something crazy about Jesse though. Yeah. Chris was talking about, and I texted you this that he took Nathan Orchard to a draw, which in wow the jujitsu world, Nathan Orchard's a pretty big name. Yeah. And huge uh, name. Yeah, I guess Orchard was a purple and Jesse was blue at the time. Okay. So, the guy training jujitsu at work, 
for the morning classes is the shiz legit yeah and it's super legit and it's amazing learning from those guys i feel i feel like even if i get my ass kicked all day all hour long in the class i still feel like i learned something every single time so yeah just like anything if you want to get good at something it's not going to be hella fun the whole time you've got totally. to, you got to put your chops in but yeah i got they the uh last uh wednesday before thanksgiving congrats man That's yeah awesome. it was awesome it was great and um zach one of the guys we met at <clears throat> the fights the a while ago this summer yeah he got two on his blue belt so he's a four stripe blue belt now he might get his purple soon so it's 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 a lot of action, honestly. It's a lot of fun. Just so jujitsu has been crazy. The only other thing going on is just like like you said, man. It's a busy time of year. Totally. Like you just the holidays and family and work. You're trying to close stuff out for the end of the year and the hustle just, and bustle. Yeah, it's just the same old, same old. But it's also like it's more intense because the year ends, even though nothing changes in January. Yeah, it's still dark. Yeah, and ominous. Yeah, it is, and that's been weird dealing with the weird, like, you know, the old four o'clock at night thing. So crazy. We're coming up on the uh, shortest day of the year. I think it's the twenty-first, right? Oh, yeah, the solstice. Yeah, it's uh, shortest day of the year. I'm sure that the sun won't come up until probably like eight o'clock, right? And then like it'll be like set by like what four, six hours three, later, three, eight hours three later, forty-five. Yeah, it's like gnarly gnarly that stuff. is weird i mean it could be worse like alaska where you don't get any sun, day or, or it's dark 24 7 dark 24 7 or light 24 7 yeah that's it's funny you mentioned that because there's you know working in the golf industry like believe it or not there's golf courses up there and guess what some of them stay open until like 2 a.m that's crazy <laughs> that is weird yeah um and then the only other thing is I've been trying to figure out that camera. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah, and it's been it's been good. I finally finally got some things understood. I, about I see to... up there it says you've been shooting amateur photos. What does that mean? A.M. I go. I shoot the same location every A.M. Oh, oh, not every A.M. But most. AM. I saw A.M.S. I I saw AMS. So I was like, is that <laughs> like short for amateurs or? What 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 are you, what are you been doing, man? Do you have something you really need to tell us? Or? Nah, man. The morning, I, I park at the parkade downtown, and there's a essentially a panoramic view of downtown. Any anywhere you want to look, you can. And when you show up in the morning, you get those interesting amateurs. <laughs> you get interesting uh lighting conditions trev okay so not not any anything remotely like what you're suggesting <laughs> at in the slightest it's i'm just reading it how it looks up there man i'm i'm, I'm well you told me I you could to, see I, it i had to ask and it seems like you you need to check your prescription but whatever <laughs> Whatever. Maybe it was a typo. I can't read it, so... Oh, it does say AMS. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told uh, you, man. I told you. Oh, man. Sorry. Sorry, Trev. No, nah, it's all good, man. I was just, I was just clarifying. <laughs> okay. Just clarifying. 
Yeah, that meant that I meant to write AMs. <laughs> like IMs, like instant messaging? No, like AM versus PM. AM versus PM. Yeah. Like the AM PM, like the uh the gas station. The gas station. Gosh, you don't see a lot of those over here on the east side of the state, but over on the west side they're everywhere, right? Yeah. 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 That and seven elevens. Yeah. I see seven elevens here, but they're mm. way more prevalent over on the west side for sure. All right. I think, right? I don't know. Or Chris- is it more a seven eleven over here and not over there? No, there's seven elevens over there. Yeah, and people probably just use them like the gas station, even if it's not called that, you just call it that. Or the AMPM. Yeah, like um what's Idaho in Montana's there's a Sinclair. Oh. Yeah. I always seem to come across the Sinclair wherever, wherever I am. Like, when I was down in Lewiston, when we went down to the Snake to go steelhead fishing, like, we were passing through Lewiston, and we stopped at a Sinclair. It's funny how each state has its own little, like, but like own little I don't, franchises. I, I don't know anywhere in Spokane where there's a Sinclair. I've maybe there is. I don't know. Ma- yeah, maybe. Maybe, like, somewhere in Airway Heights. <laughs> yeah, or, like, the north side. Yeah. Yeah. But... Oh. Anyways. All right. Should we talk some sports? Yeah, man. Let's get into it. Kick it off with a little NBA. It's starting to heat up, man. Yeah, it's looking good. It's crazy. We um we were talking about Oh, like let's 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 call a spade a spade. The f-ing Warriors suck. Yeah. All right. Boo. And, and and I'll stand corrected right there. You can Boo. call me out for st- I'll stand corrected saying that I thought that they could get through this and be a 500 team by the time Steph comes back. And then adding Clay later and all that stuff, I, I just don't. Yeah, we know that that's not going to happen. Look, where are they? A doghouse right there, five and nineteen. The Golden State Warriors have officially fallen off of the face of the earth, and it breaks my goddamn heart. It is like, even if you weren't rooting for them, like I was, I was rooting for the Cavs. I was rooting for, um, uh, no, I rooted for the Golden State against Toronto. But anyways. Um, it is kind of like you don't want to see them have that much. They move cities, right? They're no longer in Oakland. They got a new stadium. The home crowd isn't the same. And then you got all your AAA stars injured. It's like, dude, you don't want to see it like that. Like it would be fun to see Clay and Steph balling. Like the league is to- better totally when they're balling. So yeah. Oh well, maybe they maybe they're tanking it. They're trying to get their freaking. First and you know, I mean, lottery. It, it, look, teams have rough. Just like teams can get hot, they can have really, really, really rough stretches. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, especially when we've been good for so long, you can't pay everybody. Totally, totally. I mean, they still have players. Yeah, still got D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, still got Dray- Draymond Green. You know, I mean, you put Clay and Steph next to those two. That's a pretty yeah, pretty well. And I would. I don't know how they would work, like, D'Angelo into that, like, like if they would just play small ball. Maybe they would. I mean, that's what made the Warriors good when they yeah. won championships. They played small ball, small team ball, and they, they made it work. You know, like, there was not... Occasionally, you'd see, like, a seven-foot center out on the court. Yeah, McGee but, would be out there. But, and even when it... Before McGee, like, like... I'm thinking of like when Harrison Barnes was there. Yeah. Like they didn't even have, you know, Draymond was their like big guy down low. And he's like, what, 6'9? Yeah. 
Maybe. Yeah, he's not he's not the tallest man on the court by any means. So anyways, um yeah. It's uh it is what it is. It sucks. It sucks. Um but I think we kinda know that that's like as soon as as soon as you get Steph and Clay back on the court and meshing with everybody else, like they're still gonna be a force to be reckoned yeah. with. They'll probably take like Houston's number five right now. Yeah. Like they replace that. They replace the Jazz in Houston as the as the bottom seed immediately. Yeah, yeah. And I think too that well, like I said in the most recent episode, I think that they're like a dangerous six. Seed. Okay. If they if they were to somehow come out of the depths of where they are right now and get into the playoff picture by the end of the season, which I don't think is possible, but maybe it happens. Uh, they are a dangerous five or six seed, for sure. Yeah. Um. But but yeah. That's uh, that's a lot. A lot remains to be seen there. Yeah, and they'll be fine. The Lake Show is pretty. Uh, it's pretty, pretty entertaining fun. right now, man. It's pretty fun. Dude. I'm not a Lakers fan, but uh, I wasn't before I, either. I, I, I definitely have been entertained with what I've seen. Yeah, I mean, I'm a lifelong Lakers fan now because of all of this. Watching, <laughs> watching Davis, you know, Defensive Player of the Year candidate, mm-hmm. LeBron. Running around without any shoes on, like getting yelled, dude. I do want to say something because this just happened recently. The Lakers played the um, was it the who was it? It was the Jazz, and they whooped their butts. Mm-hmm. And LeBron had already given his shoes away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he got like people were trolling him about it or something. Yeah. Well, the announce the broadcasters were yeah, all yeah. like, "That's some disrespect." Look at LeBron's not even wearing shoes right now, and it's yeah. like, I like I, I could just picture I loved his sh- I loved his I loved his tweet about it. Yeah, like I, thanks. Yeah, he's like thanks. Live, laugh, love. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like yeah. get bent, bro. I don't care what you have to say, like. This is my one and only life, and this is how I choose to live it. Well, and let's be honest. Those broadcasters are thankful that they get to speak on a game when LeBron's playing, and like that's like a, a yeah. good a good spot. Totally. And then they're and it had to be the Jazz broadcasters who were like upset about it. It's like, <laughs> dude, you cornballs! Like, come on. Yeah, seriously. Like, it doesn't matter. It's the like this is the NBA. Like, it's LeBron James. And the, yeah. And the funny is people tweeting about it because he traveled in that game and everybody was losing their minds. Oh, yeah. He, like, walked for a million miles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he didn't get the call. And they were like, LeBron could murder somebody on the court. And they call a foul on the dead guy. <laughs> I think there's an entire YouTube series on, like, his big, long strides that, like, uh, yeah, he just took four steps from, like, half court. And Does then he just travel dunked. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. Like, he's that's not the first time that's ever happened because there's like gather steps and stuff like that where like you take like two quick ones and then you jump but no but this is like way more than a gather step this is just he can cover so much range in such a short period of time that you don't even realize he just took four steps yeah like because he he inbounded the ball and four steps later he's dunked (laughs) yeah exactly exactly (laughs) exactly so Anyways. But yeah, the Lakers are killing it at the top. Doncic, dude. And then we got it. Yeah, you're right. We got to talk about some Luka. Man, 
That kid is so special, dude. Yeah, because you were looking it up. He's hit. He's he's breaking. He's breaking records. Yeah, he's breaking records with triple doubles, man. I think he's got like fifteen in a row, fifteen straight games. Youngest to do it, twenty years old. They're saying that this weekend he could break the the Michael Jordan's record of eighteen straight. It's insane, man. That like, yeah, that's, that's crazy. He's twenty years, twenty old. years old, and he's just so legit. And they beat the Lakers, actually. Yeah, and then we were looking at the schedule, and the Lakers, they have three losses, and one of them is to the Clippers in the beginning of the season. One of them's the freaking Mavericks. Could you imagine him with, like, two other just superstars around him? Like like if Houston, like if the other uh, Texas team, like they had Harden or Oh, Westbrook well, yeah, it could be, yeah, like that, or, you know, he had a big man inside that was super, yeah. super good. Yeah. Um, like an Anthony Davis or or Giannis or Giannis, dude. Yeah, it'd be fun to see him with like Giannis, yeah. just because like they're both European, you know. Like it's uh, they should make that happen. They should, yeah. Either it's just a fun more. future. It's, yeah. it, it what's nice is you got a fun future as LeBron ages out over the next few years. I'm just him. excited to see like the um some of the like the top talent that's coming out of like. Mm-hmm. Job Morant, he's freaking balling for the Grizz. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you were calling that back when we were talking about. He is such a good facilitator, man. Like, that kid can do it all. I felt like he was just going to be, like, really good at the next level. Like, his game just fits, like, the NBA. He's tearing it up for a crap team, too. I know. Which is, hey, that's great. Yeah. Celtics look good. Yeah, they've moved back up. So. It's kind of flipped. It was like the Raptors. It's pretty and the tight Heat there, yeah. In the East, at the, the, top. the East is pretty tight there at the top. I mean, like, but they've got what's weird. We were talking about this as well too. The depth on the Eastern Conference is a little bit more competitive mm-hmm. versus the top-heavy Western Conference, which has always been the reverse. Totally, it's nice yeah. to see. But yeah, the, but besides Milwaukee, two through two through six could switch up any given week. Like you've got a a two game difference. Yeah, uh, Indiana's fourteen and eight in the six seed, so we're in the sixth spot right now. Uh, you, Boston sixteen and five, so yeah, it's it's not there's not a ton of there's not a ton of uh, difference between like the two and the six, or yeah, until you get to the seven, there's not like a big big gap. And then you look at conference play, like. <clears throat> They're all tearing it up, but what, does it tell you oh, um, out of conference? I wish it would tell you out of conference, but like Denver's probably played the fewest in-conference games yeah. next to the Houston, Utah, and Phoenix in Minnesota. I mean, they're sub-12. Utah's at 12 wins. Everybody else is. Golden State's played all their games in conference. <laughs> That's crazy. Pretty much. That's crazy. I mean, with the exception of like eight. Yeah, and the Lakers, their two losses, nice little uh, Dallas and L.A. knocking at the door. Yep. It'll be cool to see them match up with Denver a little bit. I don't know if they've already played or not, but but NBA is heating up. Yeah, Harden looks legit again. He's on a scoring tear as well. Houston's uh, definitely going to be a contender. 
It's uh, fun to see Carmelo Anthony back. Oh, that's right. For Portland. Yeah, man. Got player of the week last week. Yeah, he's been, he's back, back. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's a small sample size. It was based on like (laughs) three games. Right. And I think if you probably go and look at like statistically, like how many freaking shots he put up, like, I don't know that he's He's not like, I don't know that he's shooting like, you know, 40, 50% from the field, but. You know, he's scoring points. So. He can still get around in a, in a pro court. I, I remember, I, I can't remember if it was the first game or the second game back, but who was it that um, he went up to dunk and just got freaking owned by Jackson? Is it Jackson Hayes? Is that I the, didn't see it. Is that the kid from that got drafted out of t- Texas that plays for, um, making a mark here? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, back there we go. New Orleans. It was freaking. How many games did they play? Played every night since they've been back. Boom. Nineteen-year-old kid just welcomed you back to the league. Oh, damn! He came back. So it was now. a while ago, yeah. Already, already played against like, the Pelicans. Yeah, but against the Pelicans. One, two, three, four, five. So I was right on the name. Jackson Hayes freaking served him some ago. lunch when Mello tried to go up and dunk. Yeah. It's like, welcome back, buddy. Try again. Yeah. But he's he is back. It is fun. He is God, back. Man, yeah. And he fun. does. I think he does bring that added element to the Blazers. Like, I mean, the Blazers were already a contender last year. Right? Yeah. So. Definitely add some firepower, I think, down the stretch. It'll be cool to see. As far as the holiday season comes, pay attention to the Clippers in L.A. Yeah, that's on Christmas Day, right? Yep, that's a big holiday game. And I'm sure something in the East is shaking down. Let's look at uh, the Bucks schedule. I'm sure they have a holiday game. They play Philly. Philly, yeah, on ABC, which they're uh, Philly's doing well as well. Yeah, I think that's a full day of games, isn't it? Like, okay, they started to treat like Christmas Day, like they treat Thanksgiving Day with football or the NFL. I think there's like three televised, like on. You're right, and they're the best games. National television, yeah. Who's Boston got? So your Christmas Day. Houston, Golden State, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Boston, and Toronto. Yeah, that'll be There you go. So the East is going to shake up. Three on ABC, two on ESPN. Yeah. National television. Full day of basketball. Perfect day of basketball. That's a great day. If we're not eating prime rib and watching hoops, (laughs) you ain't doing it right. Yeah. This is the second within a solid month of, of holidays of big sports. Meals and in, in events. Totally. That pretty much wraps up NBA, right? Do we, do we, yeah, yeah I think we covered just about everything we wanted to talk about. <clears throat> Want to go MMA right now? Yeah, let's, uh, let's dig into some fight, fight talk. We've got the last card of the year. The main... Big card. Huge card. The biggest card of, as far as like every belts. fight. Every fight will be entertaining. Yeah. From the There's only been probably like two of these this well, two to three of these cards this year that are I don't know that 
top to bottom, though, I think that this one might be the best. I think it is. I think that this one is probably the best. You have three title fights. Three title fights, and then Marlon... Okay, let's just start from the bottom. Yeah, give it to him. The California kid, Uriah Faber, is fighting a 13-1 Peter Yan. What an amazing fight. It's huge. Uh, If Uriah wins, that's definitely probably a shot at Cejudo, I would imagine. Yeah. And if Jan wins, I think that he probably makes a case for that, but there's maybe one or two other guys ahead of them that would likely get a shot. Um, so good on Uriah for, you know, taking the fight, and I think that uh, if he can, can figure out a way to win, then I think he's got to get a... Tejudo's got to give him a shot, probably. I think you're right, though. There's more upside for Uriah on this one. And I think that that's a good, um, a good money fight for the UFC, too. If, if yeah, yeah. Uriah wins, like, promoting a Faber Cejudo showdown is probably a little more of a moneymaker at this point in time than, like, a Alja. I know Aljermaine's your boy, but I think that the money. Oh, yeah. When it comes to. Pole in the media and Algermain's going to be around for a hell of a lot longer. Yeah, He'll, Marlon his time will Marlon Marais is going to be around for a hell of a lot longer. He'll probably get a rematch at some point, assuming Cejudo stays the one thirty-five champ. You know, which he probably will. Yeah, I mean, he's good. Um, as cringy as he is, he's good. Yeah. Um, but that's an that's an amazing fight. That's to, the first. That's the, the first fight card. of the main card. And then Marlon Marais takes on yeah. Jose Aldo. Yeah. Two Brazilians, notorious Brazilians, that like that's going to be an amazing fight. Well, Mar- and, Marais and, and, just and, fought for the belt. If you didn't know, he just lost to Cejudo. And Aldo is coming down yep. to, for that fight. He's been the king at 45. He's been the king at 45. And it, it sounds like that weight cut's been pretty rough. Well, in the, in the articles we were looking at before, putting the notes together and everything, what we've seen, he looks pretty rough. He looks yeah, like he's having a hard time with this weight cut. And it's I mean, he was already a, like a shredded 45. So yeah, losing yeah, like another not 10. Not an ounce of fat on yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. Not, like, new, losing another 10 does not seem like it's been. No. Well, you look at Max. And, like, Max isn't, like, the most shredded dude ever. He's clearly, like, a strong person. Right. But Aldo looks like like <clears throat> just too much muscle already. So, and what are you cutting? Like, what are you cutting? You're cutting strength. Yeah. If anything. And then who knows how that'll react. So hopefully it's okay and hopefully he makes it to the fight because that's got all the makings of another That could another be an amazing incredible fight. Incredible striking fight. It'll be super fast. Yeah. Like, I mean, Aldo looks like he's play- he's fighting in fast forward. Yeah. And both those guys do an incredible job of incorporating leg kicks. So that. Oh, you're right. Yeah, man. The kicking. The well, I mean, remember when Marlon just yeah donked Jimmy Rivera? I think we yeah. talked about that. A few and times. Aljo. Yeah. Right yeah. after that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Why you got his title shot? Mm-hmm. All right, and then the the gals, you got Amanda Nunez. So Amanda is fighting Jermaine Durandamy, mm-hmm. who had a controversial win over Aspen Ladd. Yep. 
because of an early stoppage, but whatever. Duranamine's a badass, and she deserved a shot. Totally. And Amanda is so scary. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch that fight. Look for the quick KO. Mm-hmm. And that's at Bantamweight. And then the co-main event, our boy Max Holloway fighting the New Zealander or the Australian? I think he's... Better click on it. Whoop. All right. Yeah. I think Volkanovski's Australian. Well, yeah, I think he's Australian. No. Yeah. Oh, he is. He's Australian. Okay. All right. All right. Yep. You got Volkanovski and Max at featherweight. God, that's a scary fight. It's a crazy fight. But then you look at them match up, and what I learned in the Wonder Boy Luke fight. The guy with the reach and superior striking mm-hmm. is not in, like, look at uh, Adesanya and Whitaker, but, like, Max is going to be able to keep him at a distance. Totally. So, Volkanovski is, like, almost a full foot shorter than him. Yeah, what's the reach on that one, too? Got a listed reach. Of- oh, whoa, the reach is in favor of Volkanovski. Whoa, what? Yeah, dude. Max has a 69-inch reach, and Volkanovski has a 71.5. What? He just has long arms, huh? Max is four inches taller. No wonder he's been so damn good. That's crazy. I wouldn't have never guessed that. I know, because he's four inches shorter. He's got to look up at him. So, okay, never mind. I'm standing corrected immediately. (laughs) Like, dude. (laughs) But Max just seems like he might be able to manage distance better. But that's that's a... it's a stressful fight if you're a Max Holloway fan because Volkanovski's a likable guy. He's a he's a bad dude. He's on a tear too. He's on a I tear. Mean, he beat Aldo. He knocked Aldo out yeah, of the featherweight. And, you know, like Max obviously went up and fought DP. Got his butt kicked. Guys, kind of. I don't know if he's got his ass kicked, but he definitely didn't win that fight. Yeah, he definitely. You know, Dustin made him understand what it means to be a you know lightweight yeah at lightweight you're getting hit with harder punches for sure dustin looked so good in that fight i know man and then he looked so different against khabib well (laughs) when you can't move yeah like or you're worried about the takedown yeah that's that's what that that's why this and we'll get to it a little later but that's why that this fight with tony is so important yeah like, this is the final, that's the final chapter to, like, okay, let's put a wrestler up against you. Yeah. Let's see what you can do against a wrestler. Because you haven't really fought a ton of wrestlers. Like, it, Dustin, don't get, me, don't get me wrong, black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, if I'm not mistaken. But that doesn't mean that he has the wrestling background. Yeah. That like a guy who collegiately wrestled like Tony did, you know? And obviously Habib's wrestled his entire his, existence. his entire life. So, but yeah, we'll get into that here in a little bit. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch on that. <clears throat> so, and then to round off the freaking card, the main event, Kamaru Usman finally fighting for the first time in 2019. It feels like Colby Covington. <sighs> Dude. America's sweetheart. America's Maga. <laughs> he's he's uh 
got the MAGA hat on. That's that's true. I I think that um I think that President Trump is actually going to be at the uh yeah the uh the fights. And he's he, going to make the the trip out to Vegas to uh, sit ringside. Well, he did last. Last. Yeah, he was at the Bad Mother. He, yeah, he was at the BMF, but I think that he's he's making a point to try to be out there to, in support of uh, Colby. So it's a good carb. Good for him. Yeah. Um, it's funny, like switching it up. Like presidents go to like the big like baseball games or the big like oh the, yeah the 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 very traditional. Mm-hmm. And now you've got Trump. Like, yeah, I like to see people punch each other in the face. I like to see it. Yeah. And it's cool, whatever. Who cares? It's a freaking sport, right? Does it matter? I can't remember. You know how they used to like sit down with. They used to sit down with Obama and do the whole like NCAA tournament thing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He was a big basketball guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't. They, they don't do that with. They haven't done that with Trump, have they? Probably not. Trump doesn't yeah. seem like he cares about. I, th- I think. I think it was because Brock was such a big basketball fan. Yeah, and like grew up in Chicago and play. play. He can play ball. He's yeah, he can shoot. From what I understand. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that'll be to get back to the fight. That will be. I'm excited to see. Speaking of two wrestlers, You're right? That'll be an exciting fight to see. And there's a lot of. Um, I think, to be quite honest with you, there's a lot of socio-political banter. You know, banter, or like. Underlying tension, underlying yeah, underlying like tensions with that fight. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I mean, Colby wears that damn mega hat everywhere, and he's constantly talking shit with like just enough racism in it to get the point across, mm-hmm. but like just little enough that he's not getting in too much trouble about right, it. Right. So yeah, Colby's played this character of hiring. Le- legitimate like model type chicks to just like hang on him during his interviews well and, and this isn't going to be like even if he won this fight against Usman he's got so much more that he has to worry about after that when he goes back down to ATT right yeah like what did, what did what did Poirier say on site it's on site if you walk through those doors um, the coaches, I'm, I've read an article, the coaches, sorry to interrupt you, but they've been saying like, it's been a pain in the ass to deal with like scheduling people. Yeah. I I believe it. And it, it just, it starts with him. I mean, then there, then he has to worry about, um, Mazi. Masvidal. And then I would imagine too, like, yeah, he beat Robbie, but I bet Robbie wouldn't think twice to just roll up and f- Hit him if you saw him. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I hit Colby. Have some bam. Yeah. Exactly. And mm. that's a that's like one of those punches. Like I think about that. I'm like, man. I look. I, I think about it like when like when Robbie was hitting Ben Askren. You know. Like, yeah. That was just the start of the retirement. It was. It was literally the start of the retirement. It, and it could have been the end. It could it could have very well been the end if if it hadn't ended in such a controversial way with yeah. Ben coming out on top. Yeah. Speaking of which, he obviously announced his retirement. Oh yeah, Ben Askren, that that experiment's over. Yeah. I, you know, you feel bad. But you for know him what? Now. I, 
at the end of the day, I think he's making a very smart choice. Yeah. Because he's, he, one, he's a smart individual. He speaks well. He's on podcasts all the time. He has his own podcast, I believe. Oh, he does? Yeah. Cool. And um, I think that he'll make a great, like, love, or, love him or hate him from, like, a, a fight standpoint. I think he's going to make a great, like, ringside analyst or if, if he chooses to. Yeah. If he well, chooses like Chael to, or Bisbane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He's, he's extremely smart. He knows what he's talking about. Successful. Um, in- he's marketed himself very, very well. Yeah. So hats off to Askren, man. I think that like he's making a, a wise choice. Probably. Yeah, and best of luck, Ben. Yeah, totally. You're welcome on our show anytime. Absolutely. We'd love to have you. We'd love to have you, Ben. So some news. So that's the end of the card, or that's the end of the year card. Um, we're not going to do picks. We'll tell you how we did in yeah. our holiday special. Because that's the end of the UFC League, too, for the year. All right, news. Big announcements. John Jones and Reyes are going to fight at heavyweight. I'm just going to burn through Heavyweight? These. Uh, light heavyweight. Sorry. Sorry. Excuse me. Conor McGregor, who I've already said all year long is a bum. He's going to fight Cowboy, which he should have fought Cowboy or, or had that. They should have done it last year in Ju- this past. They should have done it in July when they Before were Before Khabib. Yeah. They should have they taken care. Now it's like, it's almost kind of like. It's a gimme almost. Well. Because Cowboy hasn't looked like ultra dominant in his last. Did you hear though that Connor wants to fight three times this year? He better got some ground to make up. I mean, okay, so he'll start with Cowboy. I think he might get through that. Let's just say he, he gets through. Well, it. yeah, okay, but I think that he. I don't know that he'll go Diaz next, or if he'll seek out some sort of other like controversial like bigger, another welterweight bigger money fight because I, I think the Nate Connor third like the rubber match has to happen yeah you know like and it'll still be a good money fight but I think that a lot needs to be determined like what you know if he be if he comes back and beats Cowboy he's probably gonna want like a I imagine they're gonna fight at 70 right they are fighting at 170 so he's gonna want like a Moz Vidal. Yeah. And and George, and Jorge is gonna be all over that for the money, you know. Like I would I I know he wants that belt, but he's already got the BMF belt. That was such a cool spectacle. Like that that was one of the coolest things the UFC has done in the history of the UFC. Yeah. Like and he get he gets to own that. Totally. So yeah, and then the next fight after that could be McGregor for more money. Mm-hmm. Dude. The cowboy and him deserve that. But if I'm Jorge too, even with the BMF belt, I still think that he's got he's got that desire to be like the undisputed UFC, you know, welterweight champion. Welterweight champion, yeah. And so that's where he's gonna have to make a decision where it's like, do I fight Connor for this BMF belt and probably a huge chunk of money? Or do I fight the winner, the winner of Kamaru, or and that's where it's going to get interesting too. Because are they going to make him fight Woodley first, or ooh, because Woodley's div- right there. That division is so packed. Yeah, it's so packed. This is why they have to go to ten pound divisions throughout the entire like 
You know what I mean? Because some of these guys are on the lighter end, some of them are on the heavier end. And yeah. Force guys, some guys who are like cutting to 70 that should go up to 85. Yeah. Happens all the time. You know? Yeah. Till found success. Yeah. Moving up. He found great success. That was, he did so well in that fight against Gaslam, man. Like, yeah. He was patient. He did exactly what he was supposed to do in that fight. No, he looked good. And he, uh, and Gaslam had just fought for the belt. Like, yeah. you cannot sleep on him yeah. at all. Yeah. Ask Michael Bisping. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, that's. But that Connor, to get back to Connor Cowboy, like, that's. It'll be an entertaining fight still. I just think that. The, it, it lost some of its luster. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, that's a good way to put they, it. They they should have they should have made that happen sooner. And I know Connor was still kind of going through some like off or you know yeah, he's out of the cage. BS. Yeah, BS. But um, it'll be exciting. And dude, wouldn't it be cool? I mean, who knows? Like, is it better for the UFC if? Cowboy were to win, I mean, I, like I, I think I, it, it's funny to think about it like that. It is funny to think. You look at 2019. You look how much trouble Connor has gotten in, and how much, how far he has, how far he has fallen out of favor. Right. Like a lot of people are like, I kind of want Cowboy to kick him in the head and knock yeah, him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I get it's it. like I get it. It would be like I think everybody would be just as excited, and that would be. You're right. I think and I think that that's one thing, too, where it's like, dude, this is to not like be like totally cliche, but this is one of those fights where you take care of business, you can ride off in the sunset, buddy. It's right. And you can, you can hang. You can put that cowboy hat and those gloves in the middle of the ring, and everyone will thank you for everything you've yeah. ever given the UFC. You won't have to accomplish anything else. If you were to knock out Conor McGregor, dude, <laughs> like <laughs> that's the payday of your lifetime, dude. you know? Like it's just it's, it would be it's, it's, it would be very like I said sweet. it's a, like it's like the cliche like the cowboy running up riding yes. off in the sunset, and you know he's always said I'm gonna do this until but he's got a family now, dude, and like you what what more do you have to accomplish, bro? You know, like maybe a few more fight. You love fighting, okay? You love fighting. You love training. You love doing it. Be a coach. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like start your own gym. You, you, well, yeah, exactly. And I think he already has one, right? I don't know. He's got the ranch. How, he's got his yeah. he's got his ranch, right? Yeah. But yeah, it, it's it it'll still it'll still have a lot of like hype to it. It'll still be fun. Yep. It'll still be the is he a Bud Light guy or Budweiser guy or Coors guy? I can't no, remember. he's a Bud guy. He's a Bud guy, yeah. So the the Budweiser and the uh and the, the proper twelve, 12. yeah. Well that's what Cowboy he he posted a picture of that exactly. Like the yeah. Bud Light can next to the That in that was prior to like I think that was back in like April or May. And he was like, Let's remember. do this in July. Oh they were supposed to do it on that huge July card when uh Mazavidal put his knee through Askren's head. Oh. That's when he wanted to do it. But then the whole stuff happened with Connor and you know, he had to take care of stuff off outside of the UFC, so it didn't happen. But it's gonna happen in twenty twenty. Everyone's gonna be excited about it. I know that. I know I am. I think it goes John Jones Reyes. Connor and Cowboy, and then Khabib and Tony. Yeah, Khabib and Tony's in to April the, or May. 
April? I think I think it goes February, January, February, Fe- February, March, April. Yeah, it's a three month yeah tear of like the best of the best. Yeah, it'll be sweet. It's gonna be a, an amazing beginning of the year. Yeah, finally, finally, finally. And then the other announcement. Tony, yeah. yeah, Tony and Tony Ferguson and Habib. So I just thought of this. Are gonna get it on while we're while we were recording. If Khabib pulls out of this fight, do you strip him? Because it's ha- def- how many times he defended has- in November. He's defended twice because he beat Al and got it. Then he beat Connor. Then he beat Dustin. So he's done a good job. That was just in November, right? With Dustin or September? That was yeah. That was late Abu summer. Da- Abu-, Abu Dhabi was September, right? Yeah. So he's he's been active. He's yeah, active, I, I don't but think do you, you I don't do think, it on the I don't basis think, of this fight being booked multiple times. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, it's kind of a ridiculous question. Yeah, I don't know. You, like if you Khabib could, doesn't have a great excuse, right? Yeah, the, you you could. I could totally see Dana being like, "Yeah, I'm done with this. I I I don't." Because at that point, you don't know if it's like. Habib just trying to protect the record. Right. Or. Because I've heard, I've read that his managers like actively work to keep Tony away from Khabib. Yeah. And the only, and you know, and, and here, obviously they booked it now, but it's, they've booked it five other times. They just, you know, he's the best wrestler in that division outside of Habib. Yeah. So I get it. They're, they're, cons- they, they have a little bit of concern that, if he can scramble and he can be on the ground with Habib comfortably, that the striking game is going to lean Tony's way and they aren't going to have an answer. Right. So, yeah, I, I get it. It's a, weird, it's a weird question. It's a, it, yeah, I think that Dana would have to... It'd be the tiramisu example all over again, mm-hmm. of where like Khabib was like, "Ah, I was I ate something I shouldn't have," and they'd mm-hmm. be like, "What? Yeah. This is your third title defense you're coming up on. Like, you can't. That's not a pro. Yeah, that's not a pro. So, totally. But yeah, that's happening. It's gonna be crazy. Anything else on MMA? Yeah, we've got uh, our hometown boy Michael Chiesa. Boom. Maverick is uh, going to get his first truth. The, the biggest test in his, in his, uh, in his UFC career with uh, Rafael Dos Anjos, man. Yeah. And I think, it's, uh, I think Mike's actually pretty excited about this. It looks like, based on what I've seen in his Facebook posts and stuff like that, social media posts, um, he, uh, he's excited to square off with, with a legend. You yeah. Know? Like, this is a, this he's is going to be a fantastic fight. For both of them, and I think that this is like one of those grappling. Like you hope that it gets into a grappling, yeah, jujitsu. Like, cause yeah, cause Dos Dos Anjos didn't he just he just choked somebody out on his last fight? I think. Uh, I believe you're right. Um, it was. Oh wait, he's yeah. He submitted Kevin Lee. That's right. He outworked him. In the fourth, but yeah, then lost he lost a decision to Leon. to Leon Edwards. That's not a bad loss. No, Leon's a big dude, and he's—I mean, he took out Don. He ended Donald's welterweight, you know, experiments. 
mm-hmm. or run at the time. He's got a win over Luque. His last loss is Kamaru Usman, the current champ. Yeah. Edwards, people got to watch out for Edwards, man. I'd love to see Masvidal. Well, and Ma, yeah, Masvidal's got to finish that B for sure. That would be amazing. See, see he, Masvidal has so many options. Now. Yeah, he does. He's yeah. got so many outs. Yeah, you could go Woodley, the number one contender. You go Edwards, arguably the number two contender if you ignore rankings. You've got the winner of Kamaru or Colby. Or you got the loser of that fight. If Woodley mm-hmm. gets the challenge again, maybe. It's just... And then... Uh, and then the people right behind that, like the Wonder Boys and the Vicente Luques and the uh, who knocked out Wonder Boy? Oh, that was Pettis. But the uh, uh, what's his name for welterweight? Ponzinibbio. Oh, he's Santiago right there too. Ponzinibbio. He's right there too. Yeah, Santiago. So man, welterweight's crazy right yeah, now. Yeah, it's it's packed, man. It's and then loaded. you got people like RDA and Chiesa just floating around as well. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, this uh, if Mike gets this win, he will, I think, definitely solidify himself in like the top 12 of the division. Oh, for sure. If not higher. If not higher, because, I mean, that's three straight wins in welterweight because you got Carlos Condit, Diego Sanchez, and Mm -hmm. if he beats RDA of all people at welterweight, dude, that is crazy. Yeah. So that's good for Mike. That's That's a good local fighter. Huge. Keep, keep up on. Huge. All right, little break. Refill the, refill the brewskis. We are refueled. We're going to talk some NFL. That's right. And, uh, and, and the reason we called this episode the most valuable podcast is because the last episode was called Division Leaders. Correct. And we essentially predicted that the Hawks would be division leaders right now, and they are. Because we were talking about them going to play San Francisco. We were talking about strength of schedule mm-hmm. for San Francisco. And since then, the Hawks beat San Francisco at home. They could have closed that game out at three different times. Didn't have yeah. to go to overtime. KJ could have caught like one of his 15th dropped interceptions, and it would have been done. Whatever. We still won. Then we come back home. Or no, then we go back on the road to Philly. Well, I think that was a bye. We took the bye. We won the. We beat San Francisco to took head the, into the bye, bye, which was amazing. Went to Philly. Went to Philly. Did took care of business there, um, and then came back. Came home back home in Minnesota. That was a Minnesota. great game. Yeah, we should. We, we let them back into the game. A yeah, bit. We, we like, did. We probably that sh- that game shouldn't have been as close as it was. I think, um, even though, I, and that's not to discredit Minnesota because they're a fabulous, fabulous yeah. UFC team. Like they're an absolute contender. Um, but we just, we got to a point where I think we were maybe a little too comfortable with like the lead that we had and a little bit of letdown and some things didn't roll our way. We still won the game, but it probably wasn't as, shouldn't have been that close. It shouldn't have. And if you look back to the Baltimore loss, where you have Russ having a pick six and then that late defensive score again mm-hmm. for Baltimore. Like that score is not a crazy that thirty to sixteen looks like crap, but it wasn't like that at all. And if the Hawks could clean up just simply those like the when they make an error, they're making huge errors. Is and if they could yeah. clean those up, like these games are not the same mm-hmm. at all. And these are the best teams in the league. I mean you have yeah. Baltimore. And the Saints are our losses, and then we've beaten the Niners, we've beaten 
the uh, I mean, the Rams are still kind of squeaking around, but like early in the yeah, season, that's a, that's a dangerous that game good, this weekend. That's a dangerous game yeah. this weekend. I mean, it's down in L.A. too, so yeah, it's I, a yeah, big one. It's a big one. Like that's that's an important important game. But we were also talking if we don't beat Minnesota or if we lose at San Francisco a month ago, like when we were talking a yeah, month ago, true. we already counted some of those as losses. So now you could lose to the Rams and really not be worried about them making a run for the division or anything. The, 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 well, yeah, you're not worried about them making a run, but the problem is is if we walk into that last week, last week of of the season against San Francisco and they've beat the Rams twice. Then the tiebreakers. The, then, yeah, uh, then that's, I mean, they, they would have had to, like, we need them to lose to the Saints this weekend. Yeah. That would help us. Yeah. Because we lost to them too. Yeah. And we beat them. So they lose to the Saints. We're, we're still above them. Yeah. It's not arguably equal. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. So it's a big, yeah, it's a big game. And then let's, I should have pulled up the schedule. I'll do that right now. But the, uh, I mean, since the last time we've talked, the Hawks have had three wins and a bye. I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah. What do you, did you see that Cincinnati won? By the way, I'm just totally, no, I didn't. I just freaking went from, that's all right. I think they, I think they won their very first game. Did they not? I already had the... They won. Yeah, they won. Last weekend, yeah, I think they won. They got their very first win in the season. Beat the Jets. <laughs> Dude. We don't... We no longer have a winless team in the NFL. It only took 13 weeks. I know, right? Crazy. But good for them, man. De- um, They're still going to be the number one pick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They can't f*** that up at this point. Because let's go back to standings. Well, I, I guess I take that back. Technically, if they did win a game, like it'd be between them and the Giants right now, huh? Yeah, there's yeah. one game difference, but... So you... Sorry. You're good. What do, what's up? What's up? I, uh... Well, we should get back to the Seahawks. Stuff okay, we'll, fin- we'll close this. out the Seahawks. But I'll come back to this point earlier. I saw, I saw a team, and it immediately made me think of something. And it has to do with something that we're going to talk about later. Okay. So, okay. I apologize that my mind sort of wandered there for a second and I cut you off. No, you're all good. It's all good. I like that second bullet point, though. Quandre? He's a bad, Quandre bad Diggs. He's a f***ing bad, bad man, dude. He has literally put the, and I'm not comparing him to him, uh, because Earl Thomas is the greatest safety of all time, but. Quandre Diggs has put a little bit of Earl Thomas back into Seattle. Yeah, it was that um, way. He is legit, dude. I am so excited to have that guy on our team. And, you know, I'm going to have to look up the, his, the length of his contract, but that might be the next jersey I buy, man. That guy's <laughs> a bad, bad man, dude. Yeah. He is so fun to watch. And, dude, that defense is starting to look like one of those like playoff defenses from three, four, five years ago. Yeah. Like they just there's a there's this sort of sense of family about it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like they've all got each other's back. They're all on the same page. They're hyped they're starting for each to other. they're starting to click. Um yeah, Jaron Reed, Jadavia and Clowney. Even Ziggy Ansa had some 
pretty good plays and he stepped and, up and a he bit. he hasn't he hasn't played well this season. So yeah. like it's they're just starting to gel at the right time. We've got a great linebacking car core. Trey Flowers is balling, dude. dude. Like he is he the conversion has been, is complete. Yeah, like it is between him and Shaq on the other side, man, like I think we have two solid corners. I really do. And I know I'm biased, but shoot, for what we like what we came what, from. For, yeah. And what we got some of those guys for. Yeah. You know, what we had to give up to get them. Man, dude, it is it's an exciting time to it is. see this this defense sort of like there were so many question marks around it going into the season. And last season, it was mediocre at best. At best. But McDougal come, came up with a big play this last game. We, like, our secondary, it looks good, man. Dude. It looks good. They're picking good. fools off. They're, they... You and, ha- if you... I mean, like, at the beginning of the season, I was like, man, our secondary's got some question marks around it. Like, I'm not sure about this. But now... I, I look at it. I'm Shaquille's like, Shaquille's playing like Shaq, as good as Sherm. Trey, freaking Quandre, and Bradley McDougal, dude. That's a freaking good foursome, man. Like <laughs> solid. It's solid. Um, it's it not, is. I don't. It's it's not the best in the league by any means, but it's good enough. But it is good enough, man. Dude, it, and and you read like <clears throat> Bobby and KJ are talking about how people they're noticing that people can take bigger chances when you have digs capping everything off at the top. Yep. And and when you get used to an Earl Thomas who was spent the majority of his career here, it's mm-hmm. like, dude, you've designed your entire system around that. Yep. And now that's gone. And like you said, last year, mediocre at best because shit, when did Earl get hurt? Like halfway through the season a little early but dude it is crazy it is crazy right now to watch them play and if the if the again if the turnovers and the the random blatant mistakes that are like detrimentally want like swinging the ball the other way it's like dude if those go away these games are not like i was texting you during the niners game like it didn't feel like Dude, if we're if we have to beat the refs and we're freaking on the road, like I'm, I'm not worried about this last game of the year. Like yeah. the twelves are gonna show up like insane, and if the momentum's even remotely in our corner, dude, it's over. Yeah. It's over. It's crazy. It's it's like everybody's writing it and everything. It's like it's time to consider that they make it to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, and it's because if you can if you get those games back against the Saints, maybe in the conference championship. I don't know, dude. It it's it's a very they're not a I guess this is how I say like I see it. They're not a dominant team. Right. We've won so many seven point games that Yep, that's the stat. It's crazy, dude. It's like almost unacceptable crazy. But you know what's also interesting about that is find me a team that gets better when they're scored on. Right. Every time they get better. It's almost like they settle in as they're tested more. Right. And I don't see that amongst teams. Like, I see a very dominant defense on a team, but their offense struggles. Or I see a prolific offense and a mediocre defense that can hang. But there's, 
this aura or just like vibe about the Seahawks that is, dude, you could score 30 points on us and we're still going to beat you. Yeah. Yeah. You could score 40 points on us and we're still going to beat you. It's, it's just a very weird, like, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird, it's almost, it's almost like this, like, Hey, we want you to score because we, we know we can do it on offense too, just as well. We can do it on defense. Yeah, we're gonna stop you this time because you stopped last time. So we're gonna stop you this time. I haven't seen that out of teams in quite some time. Like no. that, I can that I can remember to date. Like Minnesota got like closest, but it was also it was kind of like, eh, but that was a little quirky. Yeah, you know it. W- and and even when you had the opportunity, it wasn't. The, I mean, like going back close. to that Niners game, like yeah. That was that both was of those insane. teams wanted it so much, dude. It was unfortunate that a team had to lose that night. Yeah, I because that, that was like the greatest football you could watch of football. It was an instant classic, dude. Yeah. That's an instant Monday night classic. <laughs> and like, I was thinking about it. Like, Russ throws that pick in overtime, and I'm like, dude. Yeah, your your second up of the year has to be in overtime, <laughs> and you threw into triple coverage. What were you thinking? Yeah. That's why they're such weird mistakes. But they still found a way to win the, win the game. It's just like w- they play to the level of their opponent, and we haven't seen them crush anyone yet. I think that that could be coming. I don't know yeah, when like that due. happens. I don't know which week that happens, but I think there could be a week where they like just sort of turn it on, and, they, and they, it's almost like a statement game. Like, Dude, it's going to be against the Cardinals, we're gonna just, <laughs> we're just gonna take it. I hope it's their, not like I, I would. Or the Panthers, dude, uh, at Carolina yeah. on the road. We've been the road team this year. But do like I mean, it wasn't the like super close game, but there was a playoff game where we crushed somebody. It might have been the Niners. What year would that have been? Would have been twenty fourteen or fifteen. Twenty fourteen Super Bowl forty nine when we played in. The, Go to uh, schedule and look up their 2014 schedule. Postseason. Nope, it was Carolina. 2015 or 2016. I like how we've made it to the, the playoffs too many times. No. Oh, it was Detroit? No. Hold on, one more. Was was it the Detroit game in 2016? 26-6? Maybe it was 2013. Oh, where we went straight. Those are those are crazy games. You know what though? I could be absolutely wrong. It might have been you know, that was the super okay, twenty thirteen was the Super Bowl. Go back to twenty fourteen and it might have been a regular season game, but the last game of the season. Nope. Go to twenty fifteen. Yeah. Arizona. Oh, it was Arizona. It wasn't it wasn't the forty ers but we crushed Arizona that game. I remember that. That was a big game because I think Arizona was Legit that year. Look how many points we scored at the end of the year that year. Yeah, we like averaged like 30, 32. Yeah. God, we're just on like a Seahawks fucking mega I know, right now. dude. Just a, just a big throbbing. Well, because look, like, ah, oh, man, when you've only lost to the first best team in the conference on both conferences, like, <sighs> it sucks that we lost both those games at home. Yeah, it does. It does suck. I mean, it, we've been like good since we've, we've been good since then at home. 
but like look at that's because the weather was look good. at look at who we've played at home. Yeah, I guess Tampa. okay, like lost. Okay, the Rams that was a good win. Minnesota was a good win. Tampa was an overtime. Like that was a you know. If the weather doesn't cooperate, that's why Baltimore Minnes- wins Minnes- that game. Yeah, Minnes- Minnesota at home was a was a good win. I love that we finished the season at home. Two games. Two games. Yeah. yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, and I'll take going to Carolina over getting um, the Saints on the road, even though we could have won that game. Ah, we could have won that game. They have Click on San Fran's schedule real quick, too. There's one more that I think that they have that's... The Saints, Falcons... Oh, yeah, the Rams. Cool. I mean, that's a very... Very losable game. Yeah, it's at home, so it favors the Niners, but what, yeah. what happened that first game against... How bad, how bad did the Niners beat them? 20-7. I had an idea. If we could have some sort of podcast celebration once uh, Shaquem... Gets his first sack. Oh yeah, that'd be sweet. He's like, just do something like a, I don't know, something. You know what we should do is we should um. Once it happens, we should like. Pre-prep like, what you put in like your lunchbox, but put it in a brown bag, so it's a sack lunch. Yeah. And then we should just eat whatever's in the sack lunch on behalf of his first sack. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. So I'm packing a lunch for you, or am I packing a lunch for myself? I mean, we'll we'll do it like we did in like elementary school, where we each pack a lunch, and then you know we trade like snack packs, or uh, roll okay. ups, or carrots and shit. cool. So okay, okay, whatever you whatever you used to bring, gummy bears, it, the yeah yeah That's turkey okay. sandwich. I mean. <laughs> No, I'll make a sandwich for sure. You want to bring a Lunchable, man? Whatever. No, I'll probably make a sandwich with some chips. There you go. <laughs> Nothing wrong with and that. And some cookies. Some cookies. There some you kick. go. Um, no one wants to play Baltimore, man. No. No one wants to play them. And it would be cool if we faced them in the Super Bowl. It would be cool. It would be a good storyline. I, I don't know what I, I want to like. listen to like a week and a half worth of like Earl Thomas. Like... <laughs> Pete going maybe back and forth like with cliches. With subliminals. Like, like, like subliminals, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know that I would want to see that, but if it happened, it happened, and I think it'd still be a... I'd like to, I'd like to play them again. I think yeah. that, that game's kind of kind of got away with... It got away from us. And it got away from us. It wasn't our, as bad our, as it I, I think our defense is a lot better Dude, than it was then. Yeah, and I think... I think um, I mean, even when we used to play Kaepernick, like, kid, taking care of a mobile quarterback was like, Bobby and KJ, that's their forte, dude. Totally. So, and with Jadevian throwing ruckus onto the line, like, get out of here, dude. Yeah. So, you got a point here uh, about divisions? Yeah. I, we could wrap this into the same. Totally, thing, yeah. Same I think topic. that, I just wanted to kind of talk about the idea of, a losing team winning a division and like getting a home football game, a home playoff game. Like, I just think that I think the biggest example and what I'm leaning towards here, and people can probably figure it out by the way, you know, or just listening right now that the NFC is just a joke or NFC East. I should say the NFC East is a joke. 
And and when I say that, I say that with love from the bottom of my heart. I want it to be so much better than it is. But right now, like a six and seven team is leading that division. They've lost three in a row. They don't look like they're going to be like a playoff team. Uh, they have all the talent in the world on offense. Um, and really, they've got some pretty good talent on defense too, but they don't, I don't think, have a coach that can figure it out. I think it's time that, that uh, Jerry Jones and the, his Dallas Cowboys pack up and move along. Yeah, well, I, I think that it's time for Jason Garrett to go. And I, I don't like saying that, but... Well, what, was it Norv Turner who was the Lions head coach a few years ago? Norv was, no, he was with the Chargers, and then I believe he was with the Vikings after that. Ah, okay. Anyways, Jerry Jones has been around since, like, four other people have been fired who are better than him. So, move on. You mean Jason Garrett? Jason Garrett, dude. I always, sorry, the the Jays mess with me. Yeah, the Jays. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, you look at him, and, and I've said this to you, and, and I've said it on the podcast, he just looks like he's constantly getting bad news in his headset. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I don't know what to do. He's got a pretty stern face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do I figure how yeah, do like, I figure how to explain this out? Or how do I how do I figure out how to explain this to Jerry on Monday? When he asks specifically about this play that I called or that I let Kellen Moore call in the third quarter when there was five minutes and 25 seconds left in the third quarter on second down, I called this. That's like how hands-on Jerry Jones is. I mean, he's not... Because he's got, like, people on the inside, probably. They're like, you know... He's not as hands-on as a... Or, no, he's... He's definitely not hands off like Robert Kraft. You know oh, what I'm saying? Oh boy! <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Hookergate. Freaking Kraft. At Actually, the you know what? They should have called it Pattergate. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pattergate. Yeah. Oh man, I just made that up. That's funny. So. But I, Anyways. my point is, I think at some point they're either going to need to realign the divisions, and maybe that means AFC teams coming to the NFC, NFC, NFC teams going to the AFC, you know, mixing it up. Or, and I haven't done a ton of research to see like how this would work, like have it, how much it's been talked about in the past, but going to two divisions within each conference, eight team divisions. And taking the best six records from yeah. those two divisions, like, and then if a, if a losing team still gets in, they're the third best of their division. They're not, they're not the first of their division or anything mm. like that. There's no mm-hmm. guaranteed anything. Like yeah. that's clearly it's a lot. It's a lot harder for eight teams within a division to be six and seven at the top. Right. You'd have to have the one of the most competitive divisions in the world. You know. It, yeah, it'd have to be a freak of schedule mayhem, you know. Totally. But. And like I said, I haven't done a ton of research on this, so there could be like some loophole or like something I'm not thinking about that would question like why I even brought this up as an idea. And I'm sure I'm not the first person that brought it up. Like, 
there needs to be a division realignment. We can't keep having losing teams get in because, well, they were the best team in their division. Well, guess what? There's three 10-2 teams over there in that division. You're telling me one of those teams is not going to get in? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Or like you've got the Niners and the Hawks Mm -hmm. clearly at the top of the conference. Yeah, with the Saints, who are also 10-2. and two. Yeah. They're not the only... Uh, t- I think there's four 10-2 teams, isn't there? Let me pull them back up. We got Green Bay at 9-3, and three, New Orleans 10-2, and two, San Francisco, Seattle. Yeah, so, okay, so the next one I was thinking of was, like, Green Bay, who's... Right there. Yeah. In, in Minnesota, if they don't nine, lose to nine, us, are 9-3. Nine nine and and three. Three. Yeah, exactly. So, it's just the... You've got the Bears at seven and six, who are yeah. still better. And you could you could totally you could totally divide it into like a north south or an east west. Yeah. You know, with each division within each conference. Or, you know, if if you wanted to get creative and do it like the NHL does, you call them like the Atlantic and the Metropolitan. That'd be you know, cool. You know, or like whatever. You, you split them split them in columns. Yeah, exactly. But I, I think that based on what, I, what we're seeing here and like what we're headed towards in the next three or four weeks of football, it's, it's, not, it's not good for the NFL, right? It's not good for mm-hmm. ratings. Like if I'm an average fan or like a less than average fan, football fan, and I happen to casually be at a you know, get-together or barbecue with my friends and family, and I walk downstairs and I'm not like, you know, super into football, but I'm, you know, kind of like enjoying a game every now and then. And I ask my buddy, or I, I don't even ask my buddy. I see that the, their record is seven and nine and they're in the playoffs. I'm probably thinking to myself, like, yeah, what's the merit? Why, in that? what, that they, they lost more games than they won and they got into the playoffs? How's yeah, that like, work? Why, are we, are we handing, what did the playoffs mean Are we mean handing now? out participation awards? or Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I thought that was a good topic that we should like throw yeah. out there and discuss. If, you, if somebody has a counter to that. Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to hear like other people's ideas on how a realignment should look. Because I think that you could just mix it up where you just say, okay, we're every you do it almost like politically which is sounds really terrible but like every four years the divisions and conferences change that'd be that'd be cool you know that'd be cool to have like i a mean lottery think of, to the think of the, think of the money too like you wouldn't even have to put them geographically close to each other anymore yeah the nfl teams make so much money that a flight to chicago to a and a flight to san francisco Flying the team down, they probably aren't. They have their own t- like team plane, I would probably. imagine, right? For the most part, or they have a contract with a specific airliner that flies them on the same plane once a week, wherever they're supposed to go. Yeah, jet fuel is not cheap, but I know how much the NFL's worth. <laughs> like, yeah. I know how much franchises make. I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference at no. the end of the year. It's going to happen anyways. Yeah. It's going to happen anyways, no matter where they have to go. Right. That already is figured out. That's budgeted. So Yeah. 
No, I, I. It's not like they're taking a ten-hour flight to London every week. No, you know what I mean. And then they and they do talk about expanding <clears throat> a franchise into London and all that. It wouldn't make, it would make zero sense. I agree. They have sixteen games a year in London. Yeah. Like, what does the London team just get home, like, every time? Like, what's going on? Yeah. I I think that would work. That would it would be. It's not going to happen. This is more football. You want to move? Yeah, on we to... should we should uh, do a little Apple Cup wrap up or recap. Okay. Obviously, our our beloved Cougars lost for yeah, seven straight time. Yeah, that's a terrible streak. I'm sure your dad was thrilled. You know, he wasn't texting me a whole lot on this one, which was nice because yeah, it was a it was a you know what though skinning. What was interesting about that? What happened after they won the Apple Cup? You're talking about Chris Peterson resigned. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Wild. It is wild. It's not just wild the fact that it's like he resigned and you know it's wild for college football in general. To think that a guy like that just walked away. And he's only fifty five, I think. That's crazy. Maybe he's a little older than that, but he talked a little about a little bit about like the stress and anxiety of like what it does to you over time, and at some point he, I think he just realized this isn't worth it anymore. He lost. It's he, he lost some sort of love, what he was doing, and I don't know if it was like maybe he feels like he these last few years he hasn't got the recruits that he is typically used to getting. Um, or over that he got over the course of like his time when he was at Boise State, but it's it's very interesting that a guy like that walked away from, and, and he might not be done. Maybe he's just not happy where he's at. Yeah, it's sort of like he needs he needs a break. Um, it happens to some guys. Like that happened with Mike Holmgren, where he took like a year and a half sabbatical. Yeah, and then came back to the NFL. After he said he was retired and done. So Bruce Arian. Arians, same thing. Yeah. You get the edge again. Um but they're in good they'll they'll be, they're in good hands with Jimmy Lake. He's a great he's a great football mind. I mean, he's the same guy too that said you know, Leach makes it pretty easy for me every year when he does the same thing. And that's the one the probably the biggest drawback to the air eight offense is you know yeah. it's coming. Yeah. But I I do believe that in these last two seasons, Leach has done a much better job of incorporating the run game, and I think that's yeah. because Borgie has been Max Borgie has been so good. I mean, I don't know if you knew this, but in the offseason, he was training with McCaffrey. Oh, he was. Yeah, which is sweet because he's like a little. He's a little. Believe it or not, he's a little smaller than McCaffrey. Yeah, and McCaffrey's pretty tiny. So, interesting. That's cool, though. They got to stick together. Yeah, pretty sweet. I mean, like they look. That makes me excited. I mean, he's still got one or two more. Or I think he's is he a junior this year? I'd have to. We'd have to back check me on that. But I think he's got one more year. I think he does too. He's got one more year. And if he does, he I think he's got a real good shot at probably being like Pac-12 Player of the Year if he's 
Sophomore, he's gonna. Oh, he's only a sophomore. That's right. Because that's what it was. He was tearing it up his first year. 5'10", 197. Go get the McCaffrey specs right now. I want to make, <laughs> sh- make sure I wasn't giving the fans bull. 5'11", 207. I wasn't giving the fans bull. He's a little smaller. Just a scotch. Just a scotch. An inch and a stone, right? Yeah, man. That's exciting, though, man. That's cool. That means we get him at least for his junior year, and depending on what he decides, probably his senior year. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll see. It depends on what he does next year. If he's year. already if, training if, with McCaffrey and he's barely smaller than him, yeah, and he yeah. can go to the pros and do steroids, like, dude, <laughs> it's all good, man. He's going to be a boss. <laughs> but even though you lose and go six and six, you still get extended, man. Mike Leach getting extended through 2024. That is, that is crazy. Yeah. Because last year was successful. Even after, even after he went through, went after the freaking The media. The uh, local beat reporter here in Spokane, who will, run, who will remain nameless currently, <laughs> but I can tell you that there have been other questionable articles and questions that he's asked. So I can't really blame Mike for... We're calling him a, a sanctimonious troll. A sanctimonious troll. Yeah. And go live in your hole. Yeah, go climb back into your climb, hole climb and write your little in, column. Yeah. I mean... That's that's not true about... It's going to be something that's not true about us anyways. Probably has a valid point. It's probably not true. Well, could you imagine dealing with that portion of everything? Like, you watch Todd Gurley, and he has to go to these press conferences, and he's like, yeah, I mean, we're just, you know, yeah. This is, I play football for a living. I don't give a shit about any of this. Yeah. At all. Yeah. And I don't, like, I, if, they, if they call my number and I have to run the play and I do it, I will do it. Other than that, I don't care. Like, all this, these press conferences and stuff, when it's like the Hawks and they're like, you've got people like Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll who are like, yeah, I'll play this, dude. It's all, it's all part of it to me, you know? Mm-hmm. It's different, but. Could you imagine just like getting so tired of 40 reporters in your face? Well, here's the thing. Most of the time, the reporters that you see a lot of like videos of Leach where like they'll ask him the most random questions because he'll answer them and not a lot of coaches would. Okay. You know, like, yeah, if you were a pirate and you were stuck on this island and you had this, this, this and this. Explain to me how would you how you would survive for the next seven days, and like Leach would be like, "Oh, well, I have this right." Perfect example was earlier in the season, like when he was asked, like, which mascot would win a fight amongst all the other mascots in the Pac-12, and he started like dissecting that. That's why they call him Mad Scientist. Like that's his like nickname as a coach he's the mad scientist because he's got his own random reasons. he's got these own is in his own logic and random reasons but also like he understands like the x's and o's of football very very well yeah. or at least his system or the system he right. came from like you very much understand i think overall he understands the x's and o's of football but a lot of the time he just has to focus on what he does best right and Leave it in the hands of others to execute the other side. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, my point is, is like a lot of the time, those 
beat writers are actually asking something that's like that's totally random and funny and the fact that he's willing to answer it is super cool yeah because a lot of coaches would just be like get the fuck out of here i don't want to talk to you about yeah that. like let's talk about the football game yeah you know what i mean and mike's just such a weird quirky guy that he makes it interesting sometimes and some people hate it some i i, I agree that some people hate it and think that it's just this like facade and you know to make it look like he's a more interesting yeah. person than he actually is but i think he's actually pretty interesting like the guy is into like pirate like folklore stuff like you well know. i'm not gonna lie like i went on a bender on wikipedia around pirates mm-hmm. and like francis drake like wikipedia just wikipedia francis drake yeah some of that stuff is insane like Mm -hmm. it's it's super crazy like you've got the queen of england like commissioning this dude to just literally go interrupt whatever spain's doing in south america Mm -hmm. and it's just like first pirate right there yeah so i i don't blame leech i'm i will (laughs) yeah yeah he he gets into he gets he kind of goes down into those rabbit holes like he's he's all about it but Fortunately, it was a uh, it was, a, it was another, a shite apple cup. Yeah, it was a shite apple cup. Hats off to the Huskies and they're faithful for um, making it seven years in a row. That they're just lucky it was in Seattle this year. I will say this: seven years beating the Cougs is nothing like you guys losing to the Ducks eleven years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah, good point. They used to win when we were there. I know. It was fun. Yeah. Leash extended. We got all that. We got some Pac-12 champs. As of tonight, the Ducks yeah. knocked off uh, Utah. In, in solid fashion. Yeah, pretty solid fashion. That was, um, was a... I, o- I only got to watch like the second half of the game. Ducks were leading at like half 20 to 20 nothing actually. Utah kind of made it interesting in the third. They came back a little bit. You thought there might be a glimmer of hope and then... The Ducks just put on the uh, throttle and uh, took them to Pound Town. <laughs> took them to Pound Town, closed it out. And solidified their spot in uh, likely what is to be a Rose Bowl bid. So that's uh, good for the Pac-12, I guess. Yeah. Kind of sh- for Utah because had they won that game, they would have likely have made their case to be the fourth playoff team. Assuming Georgia loses to LSU this weekend. Gotcha. So, some ifs still had to happen there, but Utah looked like a, a a potential playoff team up until they played the Ducks. The Ducks will probably play Wisconsin, I would imagine, in the Rose Bowl, since Ohio State is going to be in the college football playoff. Yeah, even even with a even with a loss, Ohio State still gets in. That's kind of crazy to me. They could lose the Big Twelve champion or the Big Ten championship. And still get in, I think. I don't think that they would drop to the five spot unless they got stomped by Wisconsin. They'd okay. have to get stomped. So, but, so let's let's, yeah, let's let's do this part. Let's talk about what we picked at the beginning of the season, real quick. Okay. And then let's each call what we think will happen and be the final four or the college football playoff teams for the twenty. 19 season. Okay. So you had 
prior to the season starting, Corbin picked Florida, <laughs> Oklahoma, Michigan, and Texas. Uh, Michigan's 14. Texas isn't ranked. Florida's nine. Florida's nine, and Oklahoma's six. So you have a couple of top ten teams there. Pretty good. You know, it it shook out all right in the it end. Sh- it shook out all right. And actually, Oklahoma has a very good shot at still getting in because Utah just lost. They were five. They'll drop to ten, probably, if not out of the top ten. Oregon will bump up. Yeah, Oregon will probably come up a little bit. Oklahoma and Baylor play tomorrow. So the winner of that game, the 6-7 game, has a potential shot at the final spot. And you've got Oklahoma, so I know you're pulling for them. Georgia uh, plays LSU. So if Georgia loses, they're probably out. Georgia wins. LSU could be out, but probably won't be. They'll probably just swap spots. Okay. But they're both going to get it. Yeah, they would both get in. Is there any chance Ohio State or Clemson don't get in either? Are those top four spots pretty much guaranteed? Ohio State's guaranteed, LSU's guaranteed. Clemson and Georgia are not. Okay. And then if Oklahoma, just assuming Utah's out of that fifth spot, Oklahoma and Baylor are fighting for that, essentially. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I don't know completely how like the committee views Clemson. Obviously they're twelve and zero, but they're twelve and zero in an ACC conference that's not that good. Okay. Uh they play Virginia tomorrow for the ACC championship. Virginia's down there at twenty three, potential upset alert. Whew. Not likely, but if they did, I could and depending on how they did it, I could absolutely see Clemson getting bounced and a big twelve team getting. Dude. That'd be Crazy, yeah. So we got to, and watch. it could it could be one of those things too, where like let's say LSU won a game, a tight game with Georgia, thirty three thirty, or something like that. Clemson loses to Virginia. Okay, what happens? Georgia probably stays at four, and Oklahoma probably moves to three. If they beat Baylor, if they beat Baylor, gotcha, gotcha. That's crazy. Or I could see Georgia maybe like. Oh, they barely lost to LSU. They're actually going to move up to three, and Oklahoma moves into the four spot. Yeah, and Utah and Clemson drop. Correct. Gotcha. Some wild. It's a wild, man. Yeah. So you're pulling for Oklahoma, is what? Yeah. My, uh, I got. So let me bold, I got Clemson, let me Alabama, that. Penn State, and LSU. So I have two teams in it. I'm pulling for Clemson, obviously, and LSU. LSU, I think, is in no matter what happens, but. Yeah, I think, so if you had to guess, what would you say your final? What's your, what, what's I your, don't think Virginia upsets Clemson. Okay. And then in Georgia plays, I know you said it four times LSU. Already, LSU. I don't think that they beat them. So you're thinking Oklahoma gets in at four? I think so, man. Oh, okay, so Corbin's so, got Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, and Oklahoma. Let me write that down. All right, Trev, what do you think is going to happen, man? Since I already had two of them in there, no matter what probably happens prior to the season starting, I'll, ta- <laughs> I'll, I'll take that credit. I'm going to take, I'm gonna take a risk. No, I love it, I'm going to take a risk here. I like a, it. I'm going to take a risk here and say Georgia knocks off LSU. Okay. 
and nothing changes. Okay. <laughs> All right. It stays exactly the same as it is, except Georgia Clemson moves to two, Georgia moves to three, and LSU moves to four. No change, except of seeds. The seeds change. Okay. I know that that's like a cop-out a little bit, but I did say that something would change. So the only difference is, is I have Georgia losing to LSU and Oklahoma squeaks in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Isn't it weird to see Alabama ranked 12th? Isn't that so yeah, it crazy, is. man? It's They're like, not even damn. a top 10 team. They're well, a top ten team. And, top 10 well, team for sure. Without a he got, There's no questions. The quarterback got hurt. Yeah. Tough year. Yeah. Tough year. Tough year. Exactly. Scary good next year for sure. Yeah. Assuming the receivers all stay, because like I think all three of those guys could be like in the NFL next year. Waddle, Rugs, Jerry Judy's a top five pick. Those receivers are nasty. All of them. Damn, so they could they could middle around. I, I think probably two out of the three, well, actually I should say this. My bet is that at least one of them stays in college for one more year. Okay. But I could totally see if all three of them were like, yeah. let's go, let's do it. Do you want to, uh, do you want to talk about some MLB? Oh, there's, yeah, there was just a couple things that, I mean, obviously... We're in the offseason of Major League Baseball, but uh, yeah. there's a lot of free agency stuff heating up. I heard Garrett Cole is going to get paid. Obviously, uh, one of the best, if not the best pitcher in Major League Baseball is a free agent this year. So Yankees and uh, Angels are both looking to acquire his services. And uh, it sounds like he's going to get the largest contract a pitcher has ever signed. So that's pretty sweet. That's pretty cool. Anytime you can see history made, that's yeah. um obviously David Price made history, I think, in the twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen off season when he signed with Boston for like two hundred and seventeen million or something like that. But Garrett Cole is supposed to be like upwards of like they said the floor on it is two thirty one. Like he's gonna command anywhere from thirty three to thirty five million dollars a year. To give you an idea, that's what Russell Wilson is making. And think about it like this. You have to work maybe twice in a seven-day period of time, and you don't get hit. Yeah. People hit the ball that you throw, but you don't get hit. Like physically smashed to the ground. By 300-pound people who run a 4.5. Right, right. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, Baseball is the greatest game. You want to know why? I do want to know why. I think Earl Weaver actually said something like this. It was a quote about, you can, you can run the ball right up to the line and kill the clock. But in baseball, you have to give a man his chance. Something along those lines. And that's why baseball is the greatest game. And I can't typically, I, I like, I, I, a lot of the time I disagree with like, like that, but like, that's one of those quotes that kind of resonates with me a little bit. It's like, yeah, you have to go through everything in order to win. You don't like, 
well, we did enough to win. It's like, yeah, well, we won the game, but we're just gonna we're run. winning on a technicality we're, by like yeah, running like, it out. Yeah, like we're sort of running the clock out. So, and that's smart. That's like how the game is played and how it goes. But at the end of the day, baseball, according to Earl Weaver, and I can't necessarily disagree with him, is the greatest game because you got to go through it. You got to give everybody their chance to make a difference. And yeah, so. It's a cool quote. Yeah. Came across it uh, earlier this week, and I was like, you know what? That'd be good to talk about on the podcast. Maybe. No, I like it. I like it a lot because I'm always talking about baseball. Yeah. <laughs> you are always talking about baseball. Yeah. It's because, you know, the Mariners have been a letdown for like the last 20 years. Yeah. 30 years, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. we're. That's why I'm getting into NFL because it's like, yeah, no, I'm just going to go play, go watch hockey. You said NFL. Uh, NHL, sorry. Oh, got, NHL. Got you, got you. I meant okay, NHL. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that's what you meant. I was like, wait, clarify. You've, yeah, you've never did... been in the NFL. We've been talking about it the entire episode. I know, dude. <laughs> um, it is freaking. Well, it is 1230 at night almost. I mean. Oh, it's one. It's one. Yeah. All righty. We did some work. Yeah. But. Should probably call it an episode, huh? We should. We should. Episode 11. Most valuable podcast. That's right. Appreciate everybody tuning in. That was awesome. Uh, enjoyed uh, spending a couple hours with you guys. Uh, check out our social media pages, Making the Cuts or at Making Cuts. Yes. On Instagram as well as Twitter. Yep. That's yep. how you can get in touch if you want to talk some smack. Yeah. If you want to leave us a comment, tell us that we suck. We'd love to hear your constructive criticism. Yeah, or your arguments about a point that was made. Tell us what your favorite beer is, and maybe we'll drink it on the next. Oh, episode. that's a good idea. Is yeah. to start doing some sort of, some sort of review. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Give us some suggestions. Eh? Some suggestions. All right. Well, I guess that's it, guys. Appreciate you guys tuning in, Corbs. Trev. Peace out, brother. Peace. Later.